With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome back to the worst year ever. Goodbye. My name's... <laughs> uh, wait, shit. We're doing things a little different. This Which is the one that it tells you that's the greeting? This this is the one that's the greeting. Is that the... But it, which is the word? How do you greet people? Welcome. Hello. Ah. Welcome. 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 This is worst year ever podcast. Welcome. Robert. Katie, Cody. Right. That's it. Those are our names. Uh, All right, I've done my work for today. I'm, I'm guys, out. today we are very excited to be joined by Richie Serjenko from the People's City Council. Uh, you guys might be familiar with the People's City Council here in Los Angeles. They've been making a lot of waves on the internet, uh, fighting Eric Garcetti, fighting the police, the LAPD, working with Black Lives Matter, fundraising, all of it. So we were really excited to sit down and chat about the work that they're doing and the ways that we can support them. Here that is. Today, we are very excited to be joined by Richie Serjenko. I pronounced that right? You got it. I pronounced it. that, that right. That <laughs> From the People's City Council. Hi, Richie. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm really tired, but uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty... Okay. I was just uh, chatting yesterday with somebody about how uh, I'm doing okay is the new pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I honestly, like, my immediate needs are taken care of for, the, for today, and, and that's, that's a positive. Um, but we are really uh, grateful that you are taking the time uh, to speak with us today, um, because a lot's happening, and I, from what I understand, the LA City Council will be voting on their budget this week, today, apparently. Um, 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Different, (laughs) different portions of the budget. I mean, they didn't, so they didn't vote on the budget by June 1st. And, you know, I'm not uh, as legislatively savvy as some of, you know, our coalition members, but I can only speak to what I know. But if they didn't vote by June 1st, um, the budget was set to go in effect on July 1st, regardless if there was a vote held on it or not. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they're voting, you know, they yesterday in the Budget Finance Committee, they voted to send uh, a motion, the Wesson uh, Harris Doctrine in motion for um, getting rid of the calls for LAPD uh, on nonviolent, non-criminal calls, have have that go to professionals and not police officers. That motion was sent from committee to city council today, uh, you know, which they're going to, I'm pretty sure they're either voting right now or they voted to pass. Um, But I I think it did pass earlier, but that's exciting. it's not, yeah, it's exciting, but it's a, uh, it's a small bit. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. first step. Um, yeah. no, for sure. It is, is, it is exciting. I don't want to like completely downplay it, but, uh, you know, well, it's not, important to be stop. honest. It's important to be like, yes, uh, there are some minor gains that have been made also with the, you know, Eric Garcetti <laughs> talking about the, you know, 150 million from the police budget to be diverted into programs for, you know, uh, community programs. Great. It's a sliver. It's a sliver, a chip off the, uh, off the iceberg. But yeah. I want to back up and start by talking about the People's City Council, how you got started. Um, from, from what I understand, uh, you guys formed as a response to the COVID crisis to fight for no rent, no evictions, no vacancies. Um, and the work you guys have been doing in a very short amount of time is pretty incredible. So can you can you walk us through the beginnings of this coalition and, and yeah. some of the stuff that you guys have been doing? We say, uh, you know, that we are uh, an organizing project. Uh, you know, we're mm-hmm. not a coalition. We're an organizing project. We're, we're uh, assembled by organizers that belong to different groups like Sunrise Movement, uh, LA Tenants Union, K-Town for All, Ground Game, uh, No Olympics. Uh, so all amazing, you know, LA grassroots orgs that have been here for a long time. And, uh, you know, we, a bunch of us just came together. Nicole, who started it, started the first car protest at Mayor Garcetti's house um, in March. So, and like March 28th was like the first car protest at Garcetti's I attended. Um, And then, you know, they had another one and and I showed up and then I, you know, it's so funny what has happened in LA over the past few months uh, with the use of social media mm-hmm. in a wide bit of, uh, you know, in a, in a wide range of, of how we are all impacting our communities. Like we came to get people city council came together through Twitter, just like, Hey, like yeah. I saw that you were there mm-hmm. or, Hey, I saw that you are the, you know, you're organizing this, like what's going on. And then a bunch of us just got connected and a bunch of us got connected by calling in the city council meetings and say like, Hey, like these are our points. Like let's hit these points and like, let them know. And, uh, people city council is, you know, I, I, before we started recording, I mentioned is like a fun group. We do fun and cool stuff. Uh, all pretty much every single member of people city council will likes to talk shit to, uh, elected officials and mm-hmm. will, will confront <clears throat> them directly on it. And, you know, that is a main pillar of our success. Talking uh, shit to politicians? That, that is, 
Hey, us too. Personally, I mean, yeah. being willing to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's literally the essence of democracy, or it yes. ought to be. I, I mean, I actually completely agree. Yeah, um, maybe maybe throwing milkshakes at him occasionally, but you know that's a that's a personal. You no, know, I I don't think I would personally, but I don't judge if anyone yeah. wants to do that. Yeah, uh, part of part of democracy is having the freedom to throw whatever beverage you want at your elected. I leaders. would probably drink half of the milkshake and then throw the part that's um, a little too melted. See, this yeah. is democracy right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. This this yeah. is what democracy looks like. <laughs> anyway, Richie. Yeah, so we yeah, we came together and you know, my one of my main pillars of my organizing is actually directly confronting politicians and elected officials. Uh I've done it um at like a national scale and when this started, I was just laughing how inept these elect local elected officials are with their social medias. And yes. so we can, we like all of this discussion will tie into how we use social media and how it's been so powerful for us. But yeah, so, so People City Council started uh, in like early April and we, and we started doing car protests at Garcetti's house, but also to, um, not even Mike Fear, the city attorney. We went to uh, some David Michelson, his, who works in the city attorney's office, who write a, wrote a bullshit brief that wasn't based on legal precedent. We went to his house and called him out. We went to a bunch of other council members' houses. We've leaked their addresses on, on Twitter, put, it, put their phone, home phone numbers uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Farrell's partner called uh, Jacob, an organizer with People City Council, his partner called Jacob's dad after we protested in front of his house. And so, uh, you know, we had an obligation to leak Mitch's partner's number on Twitter as well. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's a main, main tenant, but we also have organized really awesome actions. Uh, like yeah. our May Day action at Eric Garcetti's, we have like hundreds of cars, like uh, do a car protest, like honking in front of Garcetti's. And then we had, you know, 30, 50 people on foot, you know, with their megaphones making noise and just disrupted the entire neighborhood. Um, and as, uh, as Robert was saying, you know, we, that, that this, all of what I'm saying is a basic tenet of democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, dissenting and holding uh, politicians uh, accountable. That, that, I mean, we've gone so far away from that at so many different levels, yeah. but that is truly like, the essence of democracy. Some of the best things that have happened during this whole uprising has been the cases where you've had in like Minneapolis and Portland, and I think a couple of other cities, like the mayors of cities just have to stand in the middle of a crowd of their citizens yeah. and get, get mm-hmm. shouted Eric at. Eric Garcetti would never. He no, 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 no. No, he didn't. Oh, no. Uh, but that would be awesome. <laughs> famously absent from his home when everybody showed up to protest there. I'm not sure if uh, on the the car protest that you're mentioning, but certainly uh, during the George Floyd protests, he was not there. (laughs) Yeah, he, uh, who knows if he really uh, lives in the the Getty. Yeah, but but we had, and then, you know, to go back to the the history of PCC, we we actually, PCC is People's City Council, we held a die-in in front of Garcetti's house, like where the, the tree line is. And we had, you know, probably like 30 people lay there for mm-hmm. um, like, I think it was like 833, 833 seconds or so uh, for the amount of unhoused people that die in LA every, every year. At a, um, mm-hmm. And so, and then the next day, 
they put up a barricade in the spot that we did the die-in at. And wow. to, tie, to tie Twitter back into it, we trolled them so hard. Like initially, when they were asked about it, they gave no comment. And they were trolled so hard on Twitter that they had eventually had to give a comment and say that uh, it was to protect the plants. But that's like a mossy green <laughs> area that like there's no plants there. Um, so yeah, these these elected officials in LA are so shitty and they've never been held to account and it's pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I would agree with that. I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here in a situation today and the day that we're recording this, uh LA is seeing I believe uh, our our worst number of cases ever. We are in a situation, a, a very alarming. I don't mean to statistic. laugh. I don't mean to laugh. I no, I mean we no, process it's, it's this pain awesome. however we can. <laughs> yes, laugh. I mean, isn't uh, LA County like what some like upsettingly high percentage of the globe? One, yes, but we're currently <laughs> looking at a statistics of of Over one in every right? one in every one hundred and forty people Hell are infected. Yeah. Um, and testing are, is harder to get. You can't yeah. even test in appointment. Drive, um, drive through facilities are like non-existent anymore. And yeah, it takes many days to get an appointment and many days to find out your results. Look, you uh-huh. gotta, it seems really, really, really safe in my opinion. Just so you got to get those fucking bars back open, and there's no other way to get the bars back open but to just have everyone in Southern California get sick, and yeah. then we can open the bars again. Then we party mm-hmm. for the survivors. Oh, we've got unemployment benefits are set to expire at the end of July. Hell yeah, they are. Congress gets yeah. to work now, but oh, Mitch McConnell. No, they're not going to do shit. I, I mean, <laughs> this is so bad for my mental health to go through the list of this shit. All right, no, we don't have this, to do that. No, please, this please, is please why I'm just laughing. August is like people thought fucking uh, May, end of May and early June I know. were like an uprising. August is going to be August is going to be the motherfucker of the year. Give me chills, um, Rob. Like, I guess. Yeah. That. Yeah. It, August is going to be when everything like things come to a fucking boil in a way yeah. that. Yeah, seeing, it's going to be cool and good. I, think I mean, that's, even that's this what, weekend, seeing people so angry that the beaches are closed for 4th of July, it's like, um, are you feeling patriotic right now? Because the I don't, fuck? I don't care about those people boiling. Um, <laughs> but, but I do set that. I say this to say, fucking awesome. even though I think in the last month or so, um, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter in a moment. You know, we've been focused on uh, these other movements and other things that are happening. And I think a lot of people in LA, at least... A month and a half ago, we're starting to feel like, okay, we've done a good job. But then we rushed to reopen, and here we are. But I say this to to bring it back to the work that you guys are doing. And again, focusing on the no rent, no evictions, no vacancies, because we are going to be seeing that hit in August unless drastic things happen. Yeah, um, don't worry. So they you- won't be. <laughs> they won't be. They won't. So I would love to hear some about what, what you guys are working on specifically with that and then get, get into some of the Black Lives Matter stuff as well. These elected local elected officials have passed the buck to the federal government. Yeah. And that's local and statewide. Like Newsom has done it too. Or like Newsom, it, uh, they have handled, you know, every single elected official in California, or excuse me, from uh the governor's office and then mm-hmm. in Los Angeles has failed everyone that fucking lives in the city. And uh, I'll just say, I mean, I agree. I want, I'm sorry to interrupt. No I, it blows my mind how much um, good press they got, especially at the beginning of people saying, 
<laughs> Look at how they're good, good they're doing white it. white guys. Yeah, that's yeah, it. the Cuomo. That's the Cuomo sexual stuff, right? It's the okay. it's the being able to give the air of an ounce of competence, mm-hmm. um, which we're not used to these days. And also, LAPD doesn't wear masks either. So unbelievable. Yeah, of course not. No, the only time the police have been wearing masks at the protests I've seen is when they've been tear gassing us. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they got to protect gas. They use the safer we all are from coronavirus. That's the lesson. Yeah, it sends you home. It's for it's forcing you to quarantine. Tear gas your way to flattening the curve. Exactly. Fuck up your lungs a little bit. um, Yeah. Beforehand. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I got arrested on May 30th. I don't know if you have seen the video, but I was uh, directly targeted by LAPD. And uh, I was the first arrest that they made on 3rd and Fairfax. And, really? Uh, yeah, I got tackled. I was there. By, yeah, I got tackled by two LAPD officers. Uh, I got dragged by them on the ground. And then, uh, you know, I think I got punched or hit, hit with a stick. Uh, and then, you know, they started hitting, uh, my buddy that tried to grab me. Uh, and yeah, no, that I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Oh no, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it's like the LA times has fucking used that picture twice already without mentioning my name under the headline. (laughs) Of course, of course. 
It's a true. Well, were you wearing that fuck Garcetti shirt you got on right now? (laughs) No, I I wish. I wish. Uh, it's a it's a triggering picture, and they don't fucking accredit. They don't credit me at all. And also, they, LA Times has used uh, also two other pictures of me getting arrested, and somehow they're using me as the face of police brutality against black and brown people. And that's not why the pe- that's not why I'm out in the streets. I'm out in the streets because I stand in solidarity with black, brown, and indigenous people who have been harassed for centuries by police departments. In LA time, corporate media is fucking failing uh, yeah. people that live in Los Angeles. Anyway, yeah. I want to say that. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, it's a pretty good transition because People City Council, even outside of the original stuff, that, the stuff that we've already discussed, at least according to your website and what I've seen online, is about creating a, a Los Angeles that is racially, economically, environmentally just. And I really liked how on the website your message includes evolving to meet the needs of our comrades. Uh, and as you are talking about, I, I mean, you, you guys have done that by joining forces with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which is obviously incredibly important because we can't talk about creating a just Los Angeles or about the economic <laughs> effects of COVID without talking about racial justice because they are inextricably linked. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to, to hear some of the stuff that you're doing in conjunction with Black Lives Matter um, and, and get into the people's budget and the Freedom Fund and all of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it was funny how we got connected with BLM and B. I just wanted to, you know, Black Lives Matter LA has been like putting in so much work in Los mm-hmm. Angeles for like seven, 10 years. Yes. Uh, how, and then how, how long, um, but you know, I think they're, you know, BLM is like the gold standard of organizers in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I think all of us look up to them a lot Yeah. and it's been like, you know, and then they saw us. You know, obviously, you know, trying to live up to that hype and and living up to um, just the standard that they set as far as direct actions go as well. So speaking about People City Council, you know, BLM saw what we had done at the mayor's house and said, like, invite us next time. Yeah. Uh, And and that's how we got connected. And then, you know, a few weeks later, the, the budget was brought up. Um, but the People's Budget Coalition is made up of an amazing set of uh, of groups like it's uh, led by Black Lives Matter LA and Dr. Melina Abdullah and Baba Akili, but uh, you know, K Town for All and mm-hmm. Students Deserve and Ground Game, LA Can, Street Watch. Like, this co- coalition is made up of a bunch of amazing organizations in Los Angeles and a, like a multiracial, multi generational. A group of organizers that have come together to take on the city uh, about the budget. Um, and we've made like sig- significant uh, improvements. Um, and, and yeah, no, it's, it's important to acknowledge the groundwork that BLM has, has laid for this battle and this fight for years and years of taking on elected officials in, in Los Angeles. Um, and so it George Floyd's death sparked something around this country, right? And we just so happened, and BLM just so happened to have the infrastructure for years. And then also the people's budget battle had been going on for like three weeks before George Floyd's mm-hmm. death. And so then everyone was like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't give $3.15 billion to LAPD, <laughs> 54% of the unrestricted general funds to LAPD. Uh, that does not make sense. And so, yeah, that's how we came together be it with BLM and working on the people's budget. And that's, uh, yeah. 
Can you tell us a bit about the people's budget? For sure. So, uh, like before George, George, like a week before George Floyd's death, we put out a survey and the survey, I don't know if any of you took it. It's like incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. Um, David Turner, who's getting his PhD in NorCal right now, set up a really dope survey and, you know, could pinpoint which district you lived in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was just one that costs a lot of money for people to do. Right. But we fortunately had the resources to, to get the, the survey out. And before George Floyd's death, I think we had like 2000 people still out, fill out the survey and the results came back and showed that people wanted to give like 5.6% of the budget to uh, law enforcement. Um, and then after George Floyd's death and right before BLM gave the presentation in front of city council, the results were that uh, the people only wanted to spend 1% of the wow. budget on law enforcement, like 1.6 again. Public um, opinion moves fast these days. For sure. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, black and brown people have been uh, mm-hmm. uh, oppressed and um, brutalized by police for a long time. And uh, a lot of people are now waking up to it. Yep. Um, and that's why people are like, okay, this shit really needs to change. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, so the, the people's budget is, you know, about reimagining public safety. And like one one thing to think about is people that live in Beverly Hills, uh, Pacific Palisades, Brentwood, how many police do they see roaming around mm-hmm. their neighborhood? I, and, and I bet it's not many. And I bet they still feel safe there. Mm-hmm. And the reality of the situation is that, and I've heard it for so long, that black and brown and indigenous folks, when they have police in their community, they don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so like, why do we like, it's just ridiculous that, it's been ignored for so long, but you know, if one or if a group of people are saying that the police in our communities don't make us feel safe, and we know from elsewhere that just not having the police around, things are still uh, you know kept safe, right? So it's just the realization that cops in America do not protect and serve; they do not serve uh, the the needs of the people. They are here to brutalize and terrorize communities and specifically communities of color. Um, yeah. So, yeah, people people don't want that anymore. Yeah, that makes me think, of, I mean, about the conversation of gentrification of white people moving in to black and brown communities, changing the demographics, bringing police in because they don't feel safe for X, Y, yeah, or Z. Yeah, right. And targeting the people that have lived there for a long time. And we see that happening in Los Angeles um, all over, all over the country. But yeah, yeah. especially. Yeah. Don't call well. the, don't call the cops on black people. That's like a good, good general rule of thumb. I also love all the, the things that people share about for their neighborhoods. I'm in my neighborhood. I'm in Mount Washington, actually. And uh, <laughs> Glassell Park. And people have started putting up, you know list of places that you can call other than 911 for different types of situations. Obviously, there's a bit of a judgment call on some things, you know, like thinking about which is the right resource to to reach out to. But, um, you know, until we get to a place where we do have an emergency line that connects you to the proper department, you know, the proper people equipped to handle a certain situation, we have to take that action to in our own hands. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, violent people with guns shouldn't be showing up to situations where people are, you know, may need some mental health support. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. And also, uh, yeah, no, violent people with guns showing up anywhere doesn't make anyone safe. Uh, The cops are trained in a certain way to escalate and be aggressive. Um, And so it's like impossible for them to act with, you know, proper decor, social decorum when they're trained in a certain way and they're armed and they show up uh, on a call. Yeah. As we mentioned up top, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I am blown away by how, how quickly all of this com- came together and I'm grateful for the work you guys have been doing. Um, and, and we have seen some beginnings of changes happening. The shaving off the top of the police budget, sure. The fact that, um, you know, they they are attempting to replace LAPD with community-based unarmed emergency responders. That's great. That's that's some significant steps. Yeah. Can you talk to us about what is happening this week and what your next steps are, some of the plans that you guys have in place and, and what you want to be focusing on? Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow, every Wednesday, is the Jackie Lacey must-go protest downtown uh, led by Black Lives Matter LA. But July 1st marks the budget passing. And so we're, we're ready. Like, a lot of people are upset. And it, and it was mentioned before that, you know, August is going to bring a tidal wave of pissed-off people. But July is, July is going to as well. And I just think it's laughable that these elected officials think that they're going to live in peace while they go on recess, mm-hmm. uh, while people are waiting uh, for shit to change in the city. And so it's fine that they want to go on recess like that. You know, I mean, it's really not fine. But I was going to say, is it right now? Is it fine? <laughs> it, it's, we it's, are it's, in an unprecedented <clears throat> crisis on many fronts that's happening right now. There are so many fires that need to be put out. And we have a, a dearth of leadership. But anyway, yeah, sure. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> no, I, w- I was saying I was saying it's fine because now it gives us an opportunity instead of yelling at them on city yeah. council meetings, it gives us an opportunity to show up in front of their homes yeah, and okay. call, call their home numbers mm. and call their partner numbers and not let, let them live in one second of peace. And we are so well organized right now that I can assure all the city council members that they will not have a second of peace. And mm-hmm. if they, because, because like MLK said, like the, a budget is, uh, you know, a sign of your morality, is a, is a document of more morality and, or, or your values. I forget what the exact quote was. Sure. But the, they're going to, they're going to let the, let this budget go through in July. And um, that in itself, uh, you know, perpetuates violence. Right. Like giving LAPD that much money actually is violent to people. It, it hurts people, it kills people. It, it gets un, people unnecessarily thrown in jail. And so that is their action. Right. Like that. They are intentionally allowing this to happen. They are intentionally giving LAPD that much money. And so I said it's fine because they are going to see exactly mm-hmm. like what we, we have. 24,000 people in Los Angeles uh, fill out a survey, right? We have all those email addresses, right? We have so many eyes on us right now that they are not going to be prepared for the wave of people that are going to show up on their fun stuff. Yeah. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Everything is so dumb, 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 about the Freedom Fund. Uh, I mean, I know you guys have raised a lot of money, so I'd love to hear about that and, and also Freedom Fund, all of it. Yeah, we so we raised two point five million dollars. Uh, we just shut the shut the fund down and started a general fund. Um, the freedom. So so just to give some background, some context, we started. We've had a like a GoFundMe going for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, or not a long time since we started. Um, because it feels we, like years, but yeah, 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 right. It does feel like years. It's only been months, but. We, we started the, uh, you know, what is now known as the Freedom Fund as a fund for people to donate to because people were getting citations at the car protest for honking. They were getting citations for okay. uh, amplified wow. noise. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's such bullshit. So What a great use of tax dollars and time and, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we used we used the fund to fundraise for people that were that were getting these citations, and then we also used it to to raise money for a mariachi band, which we hired on the the May Day protest to have in front of Garcetti's house. <laughs> and so we've had this fund for you know a, a little bit of time, and we've raised money for like local things. And then you know as people were getting arrested, and as people were getting injured, and as you know we were about to start you know preparing ourselves to get out in the streets, like knowing that we would need supplies and and we would need a certain amount of things to keep, you know, this pressure and this movement, this energy up. um, You know, we figured that we needed to have a, a, because there was no fund like in LA for like protesters. Um, So we were like, okay, like we have this uh, fundraiser that's already live and active. And so, you know, if people want to donate for supplies or, uh, for legal support, which which I'll talk about in a second, and anything in regard to the direct actions in Los Angeles, we wanted to just offer our fund as like a spot for where people can donate money because we already had it up and running, mm-hmm. and uh, you know 
we're at least uh, somewhat of a reliable source, right? And yeah. so we were like, hey, you know, because who knows what GoFundMe's can be created like during a time. So we just put it out there and, you know, it kind of, we did barely even publicized it, but it got picked up. Like we, we barely publicized it because um, like People City Council does not have like any infrastructure itself, right? We okay. aren't like, we aren't like an organization. We're not like a group. So we weren't fundraising for anything that like we could do for like us structurally. We were fundraising to like, help with bail or help mm-hmm. with like medical bills or help with like supplies for protesters. So we kept raising a lot of money and there was no need to promote it because we are trying to figure out, you know, how to dole out uh, $2.5 million. But so far we've approved like 1.25 million. Wow. And um, I think 300,000 of it is going to the National Lawyers Guild. National Lawyers Guild also took on uh, a class action suit on behalf of Black Lives Matter LA uh, for the um, for the brutality and mistreatment of protesters that happened over the first few weeks uh, or the end of May and first few weeks of June. So there's a class action being brought by BLM uh, and NLG against LAPD. And the best part about it is that we raised so much money that we're now giving $300,000 to uh, the National Lawyers Guild and $300,000 to Black Lives Matter LA to use however they want. But NLG is now fighting the class action suit against LAPD. And wow. so these assholes have really created a vicious, uh, these assholes at LAPD have created a vicious cycle for themselves where we're, we're just pounding them at on all fronts. And they, have just created um, th- this kind of this kind of violence and trauma for people in Los Angeles for a long time, and it's you know it's it's time to get rid of them. And so that's that's the basis of the Freedom Fund that people are just really upset uh, about what's going on in LA. We've donated to other groups like Carison, who uh, does like uh, immigration legal services. We've donated to uh, a mental health professional group that that offers mental health support to to activists we've donated to uh, a group called la can which you know does a lot of work with unhoused folks in la so we we have we and then ground game as well they run the, a mutual aid uh setup mm-hmm. in in los angeles so we're just trying to get you know this money in the hands of people in los angeles that are on the ground doing mm-hmm. the work and figuring out how we can best support them uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I know I can't think of a specific organization off the top of my head, but I know that's been an unexpected for some outcome from, from the past month is that a lot of organizations re- ended up raising far more money than they know what to do with. Yeah, and yeah. then they're faced in a situation where it's like, I've got to use this money. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I lied, I guess. Right. But not really. I, you no, surprised no, the, me. <laughs> the group in Minnesota raised $30 million. Right. And honestly, I could not, like, I cannot in good conscience say that we would have any idea of what to do with $30 million. Uh, yeah. That's uh, an obscure amount. And I, because personally, PCC doesn't have that infrastructure, right? We're not yeah. like, we're just a group of activists that come together and do car protests or, or whatever right. we do. Um, so yeah, like we, we weren't taking in 
$2.5 million to run like our own organization. Right. And so that, that's why we shut down the Freedom Fund and started the General Fund, because if people still want to donate to us, they can. Mm-hmm. But the General Fund will be for like people, city council stuff. Like, right. That, one of the main things that we've done with the Freedom Fund is that like we're not going to keep this money for ourselves. Like we didn't raise the money for ourselves. That's not why we put like the fundraiser out there. Um, we did it to support people on the ground in LA. So we're going to make sure that, you know, that's, that's where the money goes. So how can we help you? How can our listeners, uh, support you guys? Um, we talked before we started recording briefly about calls to action. I know city council's voting now. Um, but there are next steps, I'm sure, uh, and things that you need support wise. Uh, how do we, we keep the attention on this and, and on the work that you guys are doing. For sure. And like the, the next call to actions will all, can all be found at some point over the next week or so on, you know, either Black Lives Matter LA, uh, you know, they're the leaders of the People's Budget Coalition, but also you can follow us, People City Council, uh, full words, People City Council on Instagram or PPLS City Council on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, we do a pretty good job of releasing like our daily, our daily call to actions or our weekly call to actions and people can just get tapped in like that. And um, I would say that there's going to be something coming up and sometimes we can't always disclose what it is until day of or even mm-hmm. when it's happening. Um, but yeah, paying attention to our, to our feeds will give people a lot of insight on, on what they can do and what they can do to tap in with uh, local politics. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier the, the Jackie Lacey, the weekly Jackie Lacey protest. If, if, if you are a listener in LA, that's definitely one to, to check out because Jackie yeah. Lacey's got to go. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah. Jackie Lacey must go. That's uh yeah. The, yeah, for the past so one week we had pro or we Black Lives Matter had like um, like ten thousand people out there. Um, for the past few weeks we've had like two thousand or so, so it's still still pretty good. That's numbers. A, impressive. I was wondering. Yeah, how it's many? Still, it's still, I I went the first numbers. couple weeks, um, and then haven't been able to lately. But I'm thrilled to hear that there's still huge turnouts. It's still good turnout, and I think that it people. You know, we have so many eyes on us right now and people looking for like the next steps and people, you know, if we really put out a large call to action and say, you know, if you're really down with this movement, uh, then people will show up on uh, this day or time whenever we need them. And so I think that's what people can expect for what's what's to come uh, for next steps. You know, Jackie Lacey on, on Wednesday, but then there will be things for us to do soon. There's so much power in that. And and circling back to how we started this and talking about how you guys have leveraged social media. I mean, it's all it's all that. It's that's how you you've done that. That's how we will continue to do this is yeah, pay attention, follow them, follow their work and li- and listen to when people say today's the day we need you to show up. Yeah, and pe- people have do- been doing a pretty good job about it, right? Like um we we whenever we put out a call for the digital call to actions and like the social media, um, you know, we trended number one nationwide with a hashtag on on Twitter, like for like hours. People's yeah. budget LA trended mm-hmm. across the country. 
Um, and so we've just been like able to really tap into people because people are upset, right? Like people, there's like so much bad shit going on at so many levels, but people, you know, you can have a firsthand experience with your local government, not, not acting in the best interests of the people that they represent. Right. So like, yeah, Joe Biden or Donald Trump or, or whatever, like, but there are things that you can do locally with your local mm-hmm. politics to actually effectuate change. And so like Eric Garcetti is just as shitty as Donald Trump. Uh, I, like Donald Trump is a fascist and like will lead us into a really crazy state. Uh, but Eric Garcetti upholds liberal white supremacy as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Eric Garcetti is, was going to give $3.15 billion to LAPD. Uh, Eric Garcetti hasn't stepped up and filled all of the rooms that were promised under Project Roomkey. He's they filled up like twenty percent of mm-hmm. of the rooms that they were supposed to. So like I don't see any difference in liberal white supremacy from Eric Garcetti and what like Donald Trump's outright fascism. Like it's it's it's. Negli- well, because at, at the it's negligent, and at the end of the day, it's upholding the same systems that we are here talking about dismantling. Um, exactly. And he's more attractive on paper and in person, sure. But <laughs> we, but, we yeah, established that. But um, but it's the same disease. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going to continue the fight. And I don't think uh, elected officials in Los Angeles have really dealt with this kind of pressure before. And it's going to be really funny to embarrass them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. They don't know what it's like to actually be called on anything or have people engage with politics um, on the local level. What I like, I mean, what I like about all of this, I mean, I, I'm very inspired by the work you're doing, by the work you're, you're whole, the whole group, everybody's doing. Um, but what you were just talking about is so important, this almost this demystifying of the process and and showing people that we have the power to make change. We yeah. have the power to step up and, and, and communicate face-to-face with masks on mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with our, our local leaders to start making changes here now. To It is possible to get everybody's attention. It is possible uh, to create momentum. Uh, and we got to maintain it. Yeah. Um, and, and if there's a positive in all of this. I mean, there are positives in all of this, but that's one of them for me. And and I want all of us to continue to have that same kind of a mindset throughout our lives when we get through this specific crisis. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, right, that this all is happening right now. We're in the middle of a global pandemic and a nationwide recession. Uh, people, millions of people are out of work. They're likely not going to be going to back to work anytime soon. People are going to be getting evicted from their homes. The federal government hasn't sent any support. Black and brown people and indigenous folks have been oppressed by racist systems for centuries. And it's all happening right now. It's, it's all just, happening. But I think that, you know, revolution isn't like necessarily what is going to happen. I think that's a, you know, a very broad term. But what we're seeing now is that things are going to change. Uh, and but only if we, if we continue, like you said, like only if we continue at it, only if we keep this pressure up. 
-hmm. but you know, I think, you know, you can only push people so far until the, an uprising begins and like an uprising continues. Like people have to remember like the civil rights era, like Rosa Parks and uh, this, the signing of uh, the Civil Rights Act by LBJ were so far apart and it didn't happen overnight. Like this, this these changes didn't happen right away. Right. And so it's going to be a long drawn out battle and if, if people need to stay in tune, but like BLM leading this movement and, and the coalition behind them, people city council included, like we're not going to stop anytime soon. I fucking hate all these elected officials. It's my life's goal to hold them accountable and like bring down the LAPD. They, they are just off. They're just all bad people. Like if, and if the general public starts accepting that the police department is not just a few bad apples, they're all shitty people operating in a shitty system and elected officials uphold that shitty system. Once that's normalized, then, then we're going to win. I love that. That seems like a pretty good place to end. Uh, unless you guys have any more questions. No, no. Um, you want to plug the socials and the websites and all that good stuff? Yeah, one more time for our listeners. Yeah, People City Council, full, full, full words, People City Council on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's PPLS City Council. Um, you can check out our website. We're selling out of shirts right now, so I don't know if we – I mean, we just launched it on uh, over the weekend. And we wow, sold, that's so we, fast. Yeah, we've sold out of, of like hundreds of shirts so far. Uh, but I'll plug it. It's it's just our peoplecitycouncil-la.com and, and you can find our shop there. But um, we'll probably do another round of shirts. Mm -hmm. You can get a Fuck Garcetti shirt. You can get a Defund the Police in two logos. You can get a Dodgers Defund the Police or a Lakers Defund the Police. <laughs> or a uh, color. My favorite shirt is the colorful I Yield My Time Fuck You shirt. So That's, <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I want that. Yeah, you should. Yes, should order it. We and so and also for people that want like that are thinking about following us, we do fun shit all the time. Uh, we want to like that. One of the reasons that we've been successful, we can we can wrap right after this. But we one thing that we've been super successful at is like making engaging or it's engaging people with local politics can be easy if you just present things to them where it just makes sense. Like yeah. get all like don't. The process is meant to be obtuse and like keep people away from uh, civic participate participation. Participate. Oh my God. <laughs> participation. Participate. You got it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and so, People City Council just makes makes it fun and easy. And we shit on uh, politicians and we troll them on Twitter. LAPPL. Um, the police union has me blocked on Twitter. Uh, Steve Soberoff, the <laughs> nice LAPD. Job. Yeah. Uh, well, Steve. Oh, this would be good for your uh, for to run this part though. Steve McBride, the head of the LAPPL, has shot six people. His daughter, Tony McBride, LAPD officer, has shot shot and killed Daniel Hernandez. Steve Gordon, a director of LAPPL, has shot two people on his own. And that and that is the special interest group that represents LAPD. And so that's who city council members let at their table. Like violent and dangerous people are giving opinions to our local politics. And that shit needs to stop. Yeah, that's grotesque. I didn't know that. Wow. Yep. Jamie McBride is a shitty person. 
and he was talking shit about Black Lives Matter and, and saying they're like a hate group. Jamie McBride, wait until we embarrass your whole fucking family. You heard it here first, guys. Jamie McBride is a fucking violent, dangerous person, and his daughter's a murderer. Yeah, that's one of the things the police really hate the most. It's what they've been doing in a Columbus, Ohio at protests, is putting up shields with like the names of specific officers who are mm-hmm. at police in the demonstrations and have also carried out acts of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed, like, I started when I was at protests reading out the names of, of officers before they tear gassed us, uh, and they started covering up their names after that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they don't, they don't like that. Uh, so as a general rule, if you're really looking to piss off the cops in a productive way rather than just, you know, chanting yeah. mean things at them, um, making it very clear which individuals with names uh, have been doing violence to the community is, is about the best thing you can do. It's so important. Yeah, and because I'll, we didn't know, people don't know. It gets buried. I'll, I'll drop this thread in uh, in the chat right here. But if people will follow me at my uh, at my name on Twitter, you can see this video from the day that I got arrested. I was calling out an officer's name that was intentionally hitting people and pushing people with his stick, and I was saying, "Officer Ramirez, stop, stop doing that, Officer Ramirez. You are starting a fight." And because it was, he was doing it to peaceful protesters. And then, and then they just take a bunch of them take off. I was live streaming on Instagram when I got tackled by the police. So, you, and in my live stream, you can hear me say to my friend, Hey, let's get everyone out of here. It's not safe anymore. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out. And I, I go to my megaphone and I say, All right, let's leave. Let's dip. Let's fucking go. As I'm saying that, I'm tackled by two police officers. Wow! Why, why did they? Why did they target me as uh, as I was getting people to leave? It's because they wanted war. They didn't want things <clears throat> to die down. They wanted to bring violence upon people. Absolutely. Otherwise, why would you stop people from leaving? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How else are they going to have a police riot? Yeah. Yep. So fuck LAPD and fuck the LAPPO and uh, Eric Garcetti is a spineless coward. And I hope you can run all of that. <laughs> we can run whatever we, we can want. run all of that. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Richie. We're going to be following all Have of this closely. One. And that does it for us today. Uh, you can check us out online at Worst Year Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow us individually. Uh, mm-hmm. But most importantly, follow People City Council. Stay engaged. Um, and you can find explicit calls to violence in our Telegram channel slash burn the mayor's house down, where we talk about burning the mayor's house down. Isn't that right? Do we have a Telegram channel? This is have the first I'm hearing yet? about it. <laughs> well, we're terrorists now, so. Look out for that. Yeah. Look out for that. Us and Antifa, mm-hmm. but not the KKK. Is that it? Did we do That's it? it, I think. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.